0: Welcome to the podcast at Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. He is risen. <clears throat> all right, all right. This is the way it goes. I say, he is risen, and you say, he is risen indeed, okay? He is risen. He is risen indeed. That's the way it goes, okay. You can turn in your Bibles to uh, John chapter 20, John chapter 20. And uh, let's begin with prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. But most of all all today, Lord, we we thank you that he has been risen from the dead. And because he is risen from the dead, uh, Lord, we uh, can have life in him. Father, we uh, pray that you'd give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Father, be with me a sinful preacher. Lord, help me to, to proclaim your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We gather today to celebrate not the death of Jesus, but the resurrection. Amen. I had uh, a few weeks ago someone uh, was uh, around the neighborhood, going from door to door, uh, passing out some literature, and they were inviting me to uh, a um, a service to commemorate the death of Jesus on Easter. Um, This was one of the uh, cultish groups that uh, often go door to door in our neighborhoods. Um, I didn't accept the literature, uh, but uh, my thought was we do not celebrate, we don't uh, uh, commemorate the death of Jesus on Easter, we celebrate the resurrection of our risen Lord But without the death upon the cross, we don't, uh, we don't really, uh, we can't really understand the resurrection. Let's kind of step back and look at the whole picture. We were descendants of Adam and Eve. We, we believe as Christians that we are all one people united in a common ancestor Adam and because Adam sinned, we have all fallen into sin as well. And we needed a rescuer because sin brings death. There was Old Testament promises that were looking forward to a coming one, this Messiah who would one day come and crush every evil power. He was going to crush the serpent's Head. And on Christmas, we celebrate the coming of this one. We celebrate that Jesus came and he was born of a virgin. And this Jesus, this Messiah, who was promised throughout the Old Testament, he grew and he lived a sinless, perfect life. We don't read very much about him. As uh, he grows, we have one story of whenever he was 12 years old in the temple and how he astounded the teachers that were there. Yet we find that whenever he was about 30 years old, he doesn't say he was exactly 30 years old, but he was about 30 years old and he began a public ministry. He began with a baptism, pointing forward to his burial, when he goes under the water, he was buried, pointing forward to the fact that he would be buried whenever he died. Then he went out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He passed every single test. Jesus was tempted just at all points, just as we were. And he lived a sinless life. He began his ministry and he, he began to do miracles. He, he healed people. He healed the blind. He healed the lame. He walked on water. He did many amazing things to show who he was. And he taught. He taught like no man ever had before. He taught with authority. Says so the scribes, they would teach and say, oh, so-and-so says this, so-and-so says this, but Jesus, he got up and he said, you have heard that it was said, but I say unto you. Jesus taught with all authority. And he claimed to be God. C.S. Lewis says, for a man like Jesus to claim to be God, then he must be Either a, a liar, a lunatic, or he's Lord. He is Lord. He came to a point in his ministry after about three years that the Jewish council, they wanted to kill him. For his claim to be God, the fact that the people were following him and the fact that uh, the things that he said challenged their very teachings. And so they led him to Pilate because they didn't have the authority to, to kill him, to put him to death. And He was put on trial and he was crucified. They crucified him on a Friday. They killed the Son of God. They stuck a sword in his side and blood and water flowed. That happened on Friday. The world seemed as if all would end, as if there was no hope. Just imagine what those disciples must have felt. Think about your own life. Have you had a dark day? Have you had a day that you might say is the worst day in your entire life? Maybe someone experienced that this past Friday. But Sunday is here. The Lord Jesus has resurrected. I'm going to read from John chapter 20. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and all the other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, that was John, the one who wrote the book. He called himself the one whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him so peter went out with the other disciple and they went out uh, and they were going toward the tomb both of them were running together but the other disciple outran peter and reached the tomb first and scooping uh, and stooping to look in he saw the linen cloths lying there but he did not go in then simon peter following him came following him And went into the tomb, he saw the linen cloths lying there and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. This was the first day of the week, just as we gather here today on the first day of the week. Why do we worship on Sunday? It's because of the resurrection of Jesus on the first day of the week. God's people would worship throughout uh, history. Before Jesus, before the resurrection, on the last day of the week. It was the Sabbath, they would they would rest from all their labors. Yet because of the resurrection, we worship every Sunday. And in a sense, we commemorate the resurrection of Jesus every single week. So on Easter we don't do something that we do something that's very the same thing we do every Sunday we remember the resurrected and risen and ascended Lord. Notice the first person to find that the tomb was empty was Mary Magdalene, a woman. You know, a woman's testimony in court during this time was not worth anything. They, They wouldn't accept a woman's testimony. Yet, The biblical writers all agree that the first witnesses of the resurrection were women. Why would they do that? Only because it's true. If it were not true, they would have have never written it. Why would someone write a gospel message? If If they wanted to convince people that you could trust that the resurrection was true, why would they include as the very first witnesses people who they wouldn't accept their testimony in court? The fact that the first witnesses were women is one reason why we can trust the gospel account, that Jesus is risen from the dead. And then... Mary Magdalene, she ran and she got these other two disciples and they ran because they wanted to see for themselves. Yet even whenever they got to the tomb, they didn't understand what had happened. They didn't understand that what had happened was exactly what the scripture said was going to happen. That the Messiah was raised from the dead. Well, let's look at what happens next. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, "Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking?" Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, "Sir, if you have carried him, I'm sorry, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him." Jesus said to her, "Mary." Not only did we find there a, a, uh, an empty tomb, not only did Mary Magdalene go and, he, and find this empty tomb, as if somehow Jesus' body dematerialized and was just no longer there, but no, he actually appeared to her physically. He was risen bodily and appeared to Mary Magdalene. The resurrection was no mere spiritual resurrection as if the disciples concocted it to, to spread some message to bolster their teachings. No, Jesus was physically raised from the dead. We know we're we are modern people. We know people don't rise from the dead. But Jesus did. <laughs> Jesus conquered death. He physically rose from the dead. And verse 19, we'll see what happens next. It's not just now limited to Mary Magdalene, but he appears to all the disciples. On the evening of that day, the first of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad whenever they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold the forgiveness from any, it is withheld. So he appears to all of His disciples, and He shows them His hands and His side. He shows them His wounds. You know, Jesus is risen from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And one day, whenever we see Him, when we see Him come again, He is still going to have those wounds on His hands and in His side. He is risen from the dead. And we will one day see those scars that He took for us. Verse 24, we have one who doubted. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, And place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Thomas was a latecomer. He wasn't there when Jesus appeared to the rest of the disciples, and he couldn't believe it. The disciples were not ignorant people. They knew just as well as we do. People don't raise from the dead. So Thomas, although he had walked with Jesus for three years, and although Jesus had predicted that he would raise from the dead, Thomas wouldn't believe until he saw. In fact, he was so adamant, he said, unless I stick my hand in his side, I won't believe. So Jesus gave him exactly what he wanted. Jesus appeared when Thomas was there. He said the same words that he said whenever he appeared to the other disciples. He said, peace be with you. And he let let Thomas stick his hands, his fingers into the holes in his hands. He let Thomas stick his hand in the side where the, the sword had pierced him. And when Thomas saw, and when he touched the risen Lord, he fell to his knees and said, My Lord and my God. Jesus ends this passage by saying, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We are in this category. Jesus has given us a blessing here in this passage. We have not seen. We are not the eyewitnesses that the disciples were. The disciples were the eyewitnesses. They wrote these things down, and we can trust their eyewitness testimony. We don't see, but yet we believe that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And because he is risen, It changes everything. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have raised from the dead. You have changed everything. That because you live, we can face tomorrow in uncertain times. We thank you that... As you have raised from the dead, so well shall we one day when you come again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.